As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Yeah, good morning and welcome to travel and cruise industry news podcast. On this, the 13th day of September, 2023, coming to you from Bedford County, Virginia, in the Central Virginia area. Uh, Got a couple things to run over this morning. Uh, One, I debated on whether to address this or not, but I thought, well, what the heck. Yesterday, one of our listeners uh, made reference in the middle of my live show to one of my competitors, and something that they had said. I didn't think that was very cool. Uh, Especially since what they had said that the listener reported on my live show was my lead story yesterday. What it said to me was that, oh, well, Chili doesn't know what the hell he's doing. This other person does, so uh, I'm going to say that. Did you ever think maybe the other person got the story from me since I had it as my lead story and I'm on the air a half hour before he is? Now, look, folks, I'm not trying to start a war with any of my competitors. We all get along fine. But I wouldn't want you to go on his show and quote something that I was saying simultaneously. That's just not cool. I didn't think. Anyway, that bothered me a little bit. So, uh, anyway, so much for that. Nothing ever bothers me very much anymore. Um, two announcements. Maybe more than that. <laughs> Might be three or four units. Today at 12 o'clock, I will be hosting the uh, Passion for Cruises USA solo Cruise Deal Show, episode 13, uh, for the 13th day of September. Got a couple deals, plus we're going to talk, of course, about Epic and some ideas that uh, we discussed yesterday, which will be beneficial to all of my solo folks. So, you know, feel free to join in. Uh, whether you're on one of the solo cruises, thinking about going on a solo cruise, hosted solo cruise, or uh, just want to find out, that's fine. Join me at 12 o'clock 
I've got some links out. It's on a community page on my YouTube channel. Uh, the, the next announcement is on Friday. The live show is not going to be at 11 o'clock as normal. I have to be in the periodontist chair again at 10 o'clock. So uh, I will be all uh, numbed up and uh, at 11 o'clock. So I can't do a show. I'll do a show earlier. And and I'm not sure. It's hard for me to predict the time, but I'm going to guess 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock Eastern time. So if you're out in California and want to watch the show, yeah, forget it. Because that's, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm not expecting you to get up and watch that. Anyway, uh, that's going to be Friday. And then Friday evening at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock Friday evening, I'm going to do a special live show on the hosted solo cruises we've got coming up. So we might talk about uh, some of the December one, some of the January one. Uh, The request I have made to uh, Passions for uh, Cruises Solos USA and the big company, you know, the the father company over there and that Pete works for. By the way, Pete's not going to be with us today. He had a little uh, little problem actually on the last cruise he was on. Uh, he sent me a picture that looked absolutely horrible. And what it turned out when he they took him off the ship to a hospital to a specialist and he got it treated and back on, but he got some uh, uh, shingles in his face and his eyes and looked like he just gotten beaten to a pulp. And of course they gave him the, some kind of, uh, you know, I know shingles is a virus. I know it's related to chicken pox. I don't know much more about it than that. There's a vaccine out for it now. But anyway, Pete got a case of that, and it was, it looked and felt awful. So he is now uh, actually resting and recuperating uh, from his uh, last trip. So I told him that I would cover the show today, which would be no problem. So anyway, Friday night, I'm going to do another live. Yeah, promoting the January uh, 28th cruise, no doubt about it, on the Epic. It's a good deal. We're going to talk about that a lot. But because so many of you guys are going to be on the uh, the, uh, September, this is September, on the December uh, cruise, yeah, we'll probably talk about that one too. And some other things. So that'll be Friday night. So two things Friday. One, Friday morning show. I'm going to guess 8 o'clock, 8 a.m. And then if you watch it at 11, the you can watch the replay. You just want to have the chat room. All right. So today is, is a very light day. I'll tell you that much, folks. Which isn't bad since i got to do this other show right afterwards. But the, the main story this morning, the lead story,
as a ship runs aground in Greenland. The Adora Magic completes its second sea trials. An investigation launch that comes out of Germany. So that's another story from on the other side of the pond. Of course, we're going to have weather updates. This time of year, it's every day we're going to talk about weather. I'm getting tired of weather already. And a dramatic Kilauea eruption and lots more here at 11 o'clock this morning. All right, guys. Today is another day. I don't mind at all. This is National Peanut Day. So have some peanuts, folks. I don't think I have any shelled peanuts here. Pretty sure I don't. But I'm pretty sure there's some dry roasted peanuts in there. Which I kind of prefer over messing with the shells. However, peanut day. So have some peanuts, guys. All right, if you're listening by the podcast, you can always access the podcast via my blog, which is Success Access Adventure. <coughs> oh, goodness. Accessadventure.net or wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, you know, all the big guys just search for traveling cruise industry news and up pops the fat travel guy. If you're listening via the podcast, there's always a link in the description. Uh, so you can uh, jump over to the video feed if you ever want to check out pictures, clips, interviews, or the like from that day show. Don't forget a couple things, folks. The Norwegian Epic, if you like more information on that. Uh, and by the way, folks, uh, one of our listeners, I won't mention any names because they live in Pennsylvania. Uh, asked for pricing on couples for the solo cruise, and got pretty good. We got pretty good deals for them. You know, not bad at all. So if some of you out there are ever interested in joining a, a one of the cruises that I'm hosting, it's because I'm hosting a solo cruise, and you're uh, want a double occupancy cabin. Always check with me. Let me see what I can get do for you. If I can't do anything, I'll tell you. But if I can, and the deals for 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 Robin and and, and uh, Kenneth were, were pretty decent. Now that doesn't mean that they're going, but they they wanted to check it out. So, um, but if that ever happens, folks, so you know, just, when I'm talking about solo cruises, always keep in mind at least when I'm doing them, not not necessarily the same with 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 Pete or even Justin or other people. I'm sure Justin will be on the same as me on that, but I'll work out a way. If you're interested in going, we'll do it. And you'll be a part of the solo group, just like everybody else for anything that, that we might be doing. So, uh, and also don't forget, smash that thumbs up button. That always helps the channel out a lot. If you haven't subscribed, please consider doing so. As my goal is now to hit uh, 10,000 subscribers by next Tuesday. 
that's the truth. I'm going to stick with it. Next Tuesday, 10,000. Only need 5,000 more. It's not bad. Actually, a little more than 5,000. 5,500 more. Hit that uh, subscribe button. Doesn't cost you anything. The bell notification lets you know when I go live or when a new video is posted. All right, getting on with the business of the day, folks. Of course, we always got to start off with the weather. See, I didn't say what you thought, although I was thinking it. And hi there, Tom. I don't even know if you're here. Yeah, hi there, Tom's here. Sound is still wonky. It can't be still wonky. Hit the like button. Thank you, Joanne. Sound is still wonky. I don't know why. I'm not running it through my phone. I'm running it through the headset. Yeah. It's going through my headset. Huh. I don't know. I'll have to look into that further because I... I thought we'd gotten the issues solved uh, yesterday. Uh, is the video okay? I mean, is it coming through, you know, like uh, it's supposed to? Uh, I'll wait and see if you got any comments over there. All right. I don't know. But anyway, I was going to say, hi there, Tom. The machine didn't eat anything today, which is a good thing. All right, that's the Atlantic, of course. Lee, just about to turn toward the north-northwest over the southwestern Atlantic. Risk of wind, coastal flooding, and rain impacts increasing through portions of New England and Atlantic Canada. Currently, it's about 475 miles south-southwest of Bermuda, Maximum sustained winds 115 miles an hour. Present movement is to the northwest at 6. Pressure is still at 948, folks. It is uh, pretty stable down there. Lee will pass to the west of Bermuda on uh, tonight, uh, today or tonight, and then approach the coast of New England or Atlantic Canada late this week. Now, a comment on that. Yesterday, when I was looking at it, it looked to me like Nova Scotia was in the uh, crosshairs uh, of uh, Hurricane Lee. But during the night, it took a little tick to the west, which possibly could bring in maybe like Provincetown out on the end of Cape Cod or along the main coast uh, or Nova Scotia. Uh, technically, it could, if it would be a really thread the needle, it could hit New Brunswick also, but uh, in the landfall. But that would be awfully difficult. Most likely, uh, I'm guessing Maine or uh, Nova Scotia. 
when it actually makes landfall. <clears throat> and that's going to be, you know, through the weekend probably. So we'll still have to watch it. Now, what is the most important thing about Lee at this point? Not the fact that it was a Category 5 and 185 mile an hour plus winds at one time, but it is extraordinarily large, one of the largest I've ever seen since I've been doing this. Hurricane force winds extend 115 miles from the center. Hurricane force. Tropical uh, storm force winds extend 240 miles now from the center. So if you take 240 and double that, you know, that's from the center out. So it's like 480 miles of tropical force winds. That's like tropical force winds from Detroit to New York. I mean, that's just, that's a massive storm. That's going to cause high tide, beach erosion, undertow, all up and down the East Coast. I mean, from Florida all the way. You could have problems along the coast just from the winds and the tides. So be prepared, folks. Lee's going to affect a lot of people still. And it's been around forever. Among the cruise ships that are altering their itineraries or schedules are Carnival Venezia, Carnival Magic, Adventure of the Seas, Wonder of the Seas, Harmony of the Seas, Disney Fantasy, and Vision of the Seas that we got some folks on that have had to screw up their entire itinerary and plans. and ain't going to Nova Scotia now like it was supposed to. I'm sorry to say. It's going to go to the Bahamas instead. But I do thank you for uh, sending me that information uh, on the on the changes that you got uh, for for um, the cruise. Of course, that's uh, Joanne. So her itinerary is all screwed up now. Bummer. But, you know, this time of year, folks, uh, you know, as much as I hate it for everybody concerned, this time of year, that kind of crap happens a lot. So, and I'm not making any political statement about global warming, but it just seems like the storms are getting bigger and badder and worse, even though we've had some horrific storms in the past. It just seems like we're getting more and more of them now. Is that from global warming? Ah, who knows? That could be a cyclical thing. But, I mean, it certainly adds to the mystique of the global warming beliefs. And that's not a political statement, folks. Just a straight-out factual statement of what I've noticed and talking about weather every day. All right. Uh, the second storm is Margo. Margo is moving northward over the open waters of the central Atlantic. 
It's about 790 miles west-southwest of the Azores. Maximum sustained winds, 85 miles an hour. It's moving north at 12. Pressure's 975. You know, this is not, other than the fact that it's a hurricane, it's really not going to affect much of anything, I don't believe, until it gets into the colder water and and dissipates. I don't see it doing anything much. Uh, they're talking about a north northwestward or northward motion with a gradual decrease in forward speed through today. Then Margo is likely to stall, meander within the week, uh, steering currents into the weekend, which means she's probably going to dissipate. Now we've been promoted to an orange X down in the off the coast of Africa. A broad area of low pressure over the eastern tropical Atlantic continues to produce disorganized showers and thunderstorms. Gradual development of the system is expected over the next few days while the system moves west-northwestward or northwestward 10 to 15 miles an hour. And a tropical depression is likely to form by the weekend over the central tropical Atlantic. Formation within the next 48 hours, 40%. 80% of the next seven days. Now, folks, this isn't the last couple storms. Now, Lee was different, uh, but that was, a, that was a big enough storm that it overcame other weather, weather systems. Now, Lee's a controlling weather system. The storms are not coming across the trough like they normally do. Uh, Marco veered off to the north much quicker than usual storms. That's an unusual path. And they're talking about this next one basically doing the same thing, veering off to the west, northwest, or northwest, a lot sooner than we're used to. That's probably a good thing, you know, for a lot of us. All right. I'm just, that's an observation. Again, I'm not a meteorologist, so don't take what I say to the bank, but still. It looks like it. All right, this is the Pacific. You know, we had a couple of days, there wasn't anything in the Pacific, and I'm not even sure why this is on there. But shower and thunderstorm activity have increased since yesterday in association with a tropical wave located well to the southwest of the southern tip of Ba. Yeah, that's well to the southwest. I mean, that's, that's halfway to Hawaii, for heaven's sakes. Environmental conditions appear conducive for further development of the system. Tropical depression is likely to form during the next couple of days as it moves west-northwestward to northwestward at 10 to 15 miles an hour. By the weekend, upper-level winds are forecast to become less favorable, and it's probably going to just go away by the weekend. Uh, they're saying a 60% chance of Further development in the next 48 hours and still 70% chance over the next seven days. But I have a feeling we're going to be watching this one out in the middle of the water going nowhere. That's my thinking, at least. That's subject to change on the next update, but that's where my brain is on that now. Okay, guys. We'll be back with a couple little stories, what little there was today. After a quick break, 
from one of my network sponsors. All right, the first story today, folks. You don't usually see this happen. Cruise ship by the name of Ocean Explorer, expedition ship, has run aground in Applefjord near Messersvig. How about that for pronunciation? Within the National Park in East Greenland. The incident was confirmed by Ole Hald, head of the deputy of Greenland police, who stated that they were alerted to the situation uh, somewhere around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. The Ocean Explorer had 206 passengers on board, and fortunately no injuries were reported in connection with the grounding. The current plan is to assess whether the ship can be refloated using their own power when the tide arises. So they've tried that through two tide cycles, and it didn't work. So the update this morning, and this happened at uh, 3 o'clock the day before yesterday. So they tried it through two tide cycles. And now they're trying to make repairs on the propeller from where it grounded. Now that's pretty cold to be dealing with uh, repairing propellers, but still, they're trying to do it. And... Um, the company has sent an inspection vessel, which is 1,200 miles away, and it can't reach the grounded ship until sometime tomorrow morning. So uh, they've also alerted other ships close to the uh, Ocean Explorer, like the Silver Endeavor is not too far away to stay in the area to assist if necessary. So you got a ship over there with a couple hundred people and crew on it. It's crowded. And so far, they haven't been able to get it out. Now, will they be able to get it out if the, they get the repeller fixed? The repeller. The propeller fixed? I don't know. Again, we're not used to grounding ships. I mean, it happens. It doesn't happen very often. But normally when it does happen, there's some damage. It's got to be fixed. All right. We've talked about this a couple times before. China's pioneering domestically built large-scale cruise ship, the Adora Magic City which also boasts the distinction of being the world's first 5G-equipped cruiser, has successfully completed a series of tests during her second trial voyage. The vessel is set to return as scheduled on Tuesday. During the second sea trial, the ship underwent five critical assessments, including tests for speed, maneuverability, vibration, and noise, the data from these trials will now undergo further in our final inspection. On Tuesday, the Adora Magic City will dock at the pier in Shanghai for comprehensive check and inspections before being handed over to the operator. I, I just point out, folks, that sea trials for 
the traditional cruise building elements like Fincantieri or uh, our friends in Germany, Meyer Werft. They only send ships out for one set of sea trials. They do it all at once. And if there's anything back, they fix it. And, and I'm sure they have to test it. But they don't do two complete set of sea trials. I was really surprised. And maybe it's a good thing. And maybe that'll change as China gets, China gets better at this than they are now. Anyway, that's a big ship that's going to be sailing here soon. All right, Mindshift 4 got in a little bit of trouble. German authorities have launched an investigation into an incident involving Mindshift 4, which reportedly entered a restricted area in the Baltic Sea. The incident occurred on the 5th of September during the vessel's eastbound journey journey from Kiel to the Polish city of Gdynia. That didn't do so well with that one. Passing through Finman Belt. According to information provided by police, the massive 293-meter-long cruise ship inadvertently ventured into a a restricted zone designated for the floating dredger Manta at approximately 10 p.m. local time. The area is currently host to various hydraulic construction sites as part of the Baltic Sea Tunnel Project connecting Germany and Denmark. A police spokesman stated the cruise ship sailed on its course without changing direction directly through the restricted area designed for the floating dredger Manta. This prompted the initiation of criminal proceedings with suspicious of, of negligently inner endangering shipping traffic. Authorities also examining whether there was a violation of maritime regulations related to the use of prohibition signs, as reported earlier by Keeler Nachridden. The incident escalated when the cruise ship and the excavator on the dredger came within approximately 100 yards of each other. Recognizing the imminent danger posed by the approaching ship, the dredger's crew swiftly released the anchor chains, allowing uh, allowing mine shift four to safely navigate over them. So, who knows what's going to end up with that? It could be a fine levied against a mine shift, or I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one. And finally this morning, after a couple months of inactivity, thousands of visitors are making the trek to Hawaiian Islands for the volcanic eruption of Mount Kilauea, the volcano considered to be one of the most active in the world, uh, blew its top. Didn't blow its top, actually. Uh, but it is uh, undergoing a eruption at this uh, time now. It's been called a dramatic eruption, according to the National Park Service. 
uh, it started erupting Sunday afternoon in its summit crater with multiple lava foundations, uh, lava fountains, uh, feeding a lake of molten rock, said a press release. Although recent uh, eruptions also occurred in the Halamamu Center crater, this is the first eruption to also occur on the area east of the crater called the Down Dropped Block and also still within the summit caldera. A spokesman for the United States Geological Survey, Hawaiian Volcano Observatory, uh, told USA Today in an email, this area is part of the caldera floor that lowered during a collapse in 2018. So if you're in Hawaii and you've never witnessed it, you can go up and see Mount Kilauea. Just don't get too close. All right, that's going to wrap up the show today, folks, as far as the news portion. Let's go see who's fussing at me in the uh, chat room. Joanne's here. Hi, Joanne. Mike's with us. Gretchen's here out in Ohio. Nikki down in Jacksonville. Hot air, Tom. Sound is still wonky, hot air, Tom says. Joanne says, hit that like button. Video okay. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you, Mike. Emily's here. Says hello, Chili and the gang. Kenneth's here. Hi, Kenneth. Joanne skipping Halifax. Yeah, I know. That sucks. Yeah, I like Halifax. I've been there three or four times. Uh, I have a couple places. Yeah, one of my, one of my, I don't, I think I've told you this story before, but one of my favorite stories about Halifax, I went in there on O Canada Day. Now, this was about 10 years ago, I guess, when cigarettes just started going up. That was still when I was still smoking. So uh, we went in there and we went into the middle of town and turned up the hill and went up a good block or so up the hill and then cut across the the next block up cross street, found a, a local bar. A uh, tavern kind of place, my kind of place that I like on, in ports. And we went in there and we were the only, actually the only Americans uh, in the joint with a whole bunch of Canadians. And I mean, I knew it was O Canada Day, but I didn't realize the parade was going to come right past this, this uh, place we had stopped. So we sat there and watched the parade. And the guys in there that smoked, uh, in, in those days, they had already, the price had gone bonkers uh, in Canada. Plus, the Canada put these horrible graphic pictures on packs of cigarettes. It was disgusting. I, I can say that now. Back then, I couldn't. But um, they were trying to pay me to go back to the ship and buy cartons of cigarettes. And I could have paid for the whole cruise selling them cartons of cigarettes, uh, you know, at ridiculously lower prices than they were paying. I didn't do it, however. But anyway, it was a great time uh, watching the parade and enjoying it with a whole bunch of folks from Canada. So I, that was that was one of my most memorable trips to Halifax. I've had some awfully good uh, lobster in Halifax, too. 
Um, Hot Air Tom says, Gretchen, thanks for sending some cooler temps our way. Bad storms last night. Ushered in the championship. We got nailed pretty good with some storms last night here, too. Uh, Big time lightning. I haven't looked out to see if we had any damage yet, but anyway. Uh, Hot Air says, Joanne, which ship are you on? She's on Vision of the Seas, Tom. Uh, Mike says, turns out the heat wave in London and the southeast hasn't disappeared as much as the rest of the UK. Yeah. I think I'm going to run into warmer weather in Ohio than on my Oktoberfest. Well, that's uh, probably true. London is the same as here today. Oh, well, Gretchen says. Joanne's answering Tom now. Looking at the cruise mapper, Queen Mary 2 is on her way across the Atlantic and could be impacted by Margot if she continues north. Yeah, I'm sure they'll, that they can... You know, Margo's not that big, uh, not like Lee. So they could pretty easily take evasive action around Margo. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, I watched the same kind of thing, Tom. And who knows, there, we could have more changes still on ships affected by Lee. And depending on how much this wind field is going to affect the coastline and all the ports coming up. So Steve's with us. Hi, Steve. Emily says, hey, to Steve as well. Steve's out in Kentucky, of course. All right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. Again, at 12 o'clock, I'll be doing the solo cruise deal show for the week sitting in for Pete instead of co-hosting with Pete. Pete won't be here today. Don't forget Friday, I'm going to be going live probably at 8 a.m. rather than 11 a.m. because I got to go to the dentist at 10, the the periodontist at 10. And then Friday night at 6, I'm going to do another show on the Hosted solo cruises, what we got going. Of course, promote the January one because that's what we're selling right now. And what I hope to see happen with that whole thing in the uh, future. And possibly some changes we're going to make in the present. So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for now. I hope you guys will pop back in and join me at 12 for the solo uh, cruise deal show for this week. And as always, thanks for being with me. Smash that like button. Subscribe if you hadn't. It doesn't cost anything. I'd appreciate that. And that's going to wrap it up for now. As always, guys, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising, and hopefully one day soon, We'll all get together on the high seas. Have a fabulous day, everybody. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, 
ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply.